Down and distance. Down and distance. Down and distance. On WGNRadio.com. If I can't motivate you, I know this will motivate you. What I try to do is I try to heal myself. I work myself up to the extent where when I'm through, I can't walk. It's the future, future, future. First down. Welcome into Down and Distance. Jared Payton alongside my trusty co-host Ernie Scatton, shy voice man on Twitter. Still hasn't got onto the Twitter machine like I would like him to, but listen. This week, this week. Listen, everything takes time, and you got to just enjoy the process, man. I'm not going to keep hounding you, but I'm going to keep throwing out your Twitter handle out there just so people start tweeting at you like, man, why aren't you tweeting? I'm at Peyton Sun, P-A-Y-T-O-N-S-U-N, down a distance, WGMRadio.com. We got a lot to talk about. We're going to break it down into four downs today. So all Chicago sports and a little bit mixed in there, I think, Ernie, with a, another story that has to do with uh, Boston 2008 and then also Rondo. We'll get into that as well with these four downs. But I think first off, let's kick it off with the Chicago Bulls. There are so many questions surrounding this team as they head into the summer and as everybody kind of looks to next season as well, and with those question marks comes a lot of uncertainty. A lot of uncertainty of an organization that has so much love, not just in this nation, but I'm talking about worldwide when you look at jersey sales and what you know the Michael Jordan effect is still leaves on this organization and, and what Michael Jordan did and why these kids and are, are buying Bulls jerseys and, and all this other stuff. There's, there's, there's so much that goes into it. But then there's questions that are on the floor as well. I think we kind of start with the first. After the Bulls end up, you know, getting knocked out of the playoffs in the first round by Boston. Can, uh, can we call it a sweep even though it wasn't? Can yeah, kind of call I, it a sweep? I was right there. I was actually – I was I was going – to say that after Rondo was not in game three, it basically was a yeah, sweep. they got swept. I, I remember us talking about if they could play and they could do what they did, if they could play this, they may not go back to Boston. And then Rondo got hurt. And, and just to hear Bulls fans, you know, with the fire Fred Hoiberg chants, it's, uh, it's weird. Fred Hoiberg is 83 and 81 in his first two seasons with the Bulls. And if you look at records-wise, Actually, the Bulls had a better record two years ago and missed the playoffs. They were 42 and 40 two years ago, and they were 41 and 41, and they made the playoffs. So you start to look at what he's done. He's been pretty average. I mean, average isn't the word. I'm just, I mean, here's the thing. By record wise, I'm saying he's been average. It's not anything that, and I know it's still early, but. To me, average doesn't win, and that's where no, average that, is average. It's garbage. But, but that's but that's where this organization is stuck. To me, though, Ernie, they're, absolutely, they're in a point where you either blow it up and you start over and you rebuild. I don't want to hear this retooling anymore, like I heard last year. Right? Yeah, I, I, I think you have to. If you don't blow it, it up, it's time. You're, you're going to. be It's been time for average. four years. Here's my problem with the Bulls and what they've done. They hired a coach, and then hamstrung him they didn't give him what he needs to what he believes what he perceives he needs to win in this nba for his style his uh, up-tempo move you call yourself up-tempo and you put jimmy butler rondo and Dwayne wade out there 
Those are three guys who run a half-court offense. Rondo tends to run at times, but they're basically half-court guys. You you, you haven't given fault. this – Right, no, not his fault at all. That being said, he hasn't adjusted either as a coach to, to use what he has. That's why I think he needs to go. But they exact, they haven't exactly helped him. They went out and got Dwayne Wade for him. Yeah, woo, Dwayne Wade, really? Well, that was more of a hometown pick. That was, that was and, let's and fill made, the seats. It, it filled seats, and it was a hometown pick. And so I, I can understand that. First first off, let me just say, we know about how the Bulls and how the White Sox are run that they're not just going to fire a coach that they still got to pay money to that's going to be sitting out somewhere nope. uh, playing It's not what Jerry does. It's not what Jerry does. So for everybody that wants the, the fire Fred Hoiberg chance, just not can, gonna he, he's going to be here. It didn't sound in the end of the year press conference when they were asked about what they thought about was, you know, Fred, their guy. And they didn't, they didn't give me any kind of reason to say, yes, listen, they were standing behind him. It was right. more it wasn't like, overwhelming. Listen, we're paying him. He's going to be here. It was underwhelming. They're, so, they're, they're, the way they reacted to the questions was underwhelming in, on his behalf. It's not – if I'm Fred Hoiberg, I'm, I'm scared because I think next year will be his last. Oh, I don't know. I mean, it I, all depends. It, I think it's hard to – when I looked at that average record of his first two years here – to kind of you talked about it, of having a guy that was brought into a situation and not what he he got a chance to what to to go shopping but didn't get to pick any of the groceries and so he's kind of hamstrung True. with what he what he had and he had to go there but you're totally right that he did not adjust and that's what his job is to do is to, yeah, adjust, to adjust this is to what you what's have. going on this is what you Just have because, stop trying to squeeze that square peg into a round hole this and, is what you have dude but, make and, it work and we saw that by the different combinations of starting lineups and, and trying to figure out who was going to be the point guard when your best point guard was sitting on the bench and you didn't want to play him. There's a lot of stuff that was going yeah. on here. So I, I don't get it. And I I also have to go back to the rumblings of the locker room and that, that the guys don't respect him. And that's it. I just I don't know how that changes. I'm, I don't know if that's perception, that but that's the way it looks. I mean, if you look at him on a bench, he looks like a high school coach coaching like a high college team they don't you he just looks out of place he doesn't look like this is what he should be doing it does it looks different yeah it it doesn't look good he doesn't he's not commanding and and your first job it's a big job it's not like his first job was and i hate to say it like this in like an orlando or something where maybe you could fly under the radar of the news and of people like us not here not here not new york not la not not here not here you're going to get grilled It, it it I, it's kind of Tim Floydish. I mean, when you just plug the guy in that you thought was going to be great, and it's not working. Well, well, let's be clear. Gar, this is Gar's guy. I, I'm so done with Gar packs. Packs Gar. I, listen, I, Iowa State guy. That that's his guy. That's the reason why. And that, and, and if I, that, I, if the case, if this is the case that you were going to get a guy because of the last coach that you had in, who had a strong personality. But one game. Best coach you've had since it, Tim Floyd. It, it, I mean, since uh, since Phil. Yeah, so if that's the case, then, then you're going about it the wrong way, and that's not a way to be able to get your organization back to, to national prominence. And, and what I'm talking about of winning, when you're talking about wins, yeah. not just selling jerseys and all that, and I can understand. But from, maybe that's a win for them. 
But it, it can be a win for them because. But it can if they're if you're we're filling the coffers if we're filling their pockets maybe that's all they really want maybe it's time for Reinsdorf to let go of this team his he, teams he can't. let them well then I, I, you know I, I'm not even going to say what should happen next but like maybe it's time you know. It, and I don't – here's the thing. Everyone talked about how – well, everyone talks about how for, it worked for the Hawks. They gave it to Rocky. I don't believe in Michael Reinsdorf. I don't believe in him because isn't he kind of in charge now? I don't believe in Michael Reinsdorf. I, I just want new management. I know if I could, I would – the the White Sox, the Bulls, and the Bears would all get new management. That would be a Christmas present for me. I love you, Hallises. I'm sorry. You got to go. Virginia, it's time to go. All right. So I, I get where you're coming from. Uh, another big – question that's been out there is what the Bulls are going to do with Jimmy Butler and I guess if you're, it, I know but if you're Garn Pax what which direction do you go because you have a guy who is a rising star in Jimmy Butler who who hold up who last season before this before this season started he was still that guy that people were talking about I think the buzz was as big as ever and I still think the buzz is there but Every single year that you step onto the court and you play a bunch of games, and we know what Jimmy is asked to do every single night. It's like that a he's car, the there's court. depreciation. Yes. So, what do you do? Do you build around Jimmy, or do you say, "Listen, we're going to blow this thing up, and we're going to see what we can get for him, and if you can get it." But I think that's what scares people. What scares people is it that should. listen, and I think it's almost the exact same thing that's happening on the south side. I really – I love Rick Hahn, and we'll talk about the White Sox right, we'll a little bit later in other downs. But you have to – if you've never done it before, there's nothing to show fans or people. There's no blueprint to say that you've done this before. And I think that's what scares management. That's why you you heard about retooling last season, it, it, like talking about it, where they don't want to blow this thing up because if you do, that means you actually have to work. You know like, what? No, you – Ernie, you have to work. Yeah, because you know that means you 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 got to build this thing up. The house is not going to be built if you don't go out and get all the necessary parts and wood and concrete and all that stuff to be able to have something to be able to stand on, and that takes work. Retooling doesn't take much work because you're only adding a couple pieces here. You're adding a D Wade. Yeah, you're to, adding a Rondo. To retool and not get better. To retool and in my eyes get worse. By record wise, you did get worse, but just you're just worse. You're just not as good. But they made the playoffs. That's the scary thing. Oh, that's the worst thing that could have happened. That's the that's the that's thing. We're that, just middling enough to make the playoffs. It justifies. It justifies. In in, it, it justifies in their eyes. In their eyes, not in the fans' eyes. And that's where the that's the schism. That's the that's the big the the gaping hole. We're on one side. They're on the other. And, and the fans want wins. The fans want results. And you want money. Like Reinsdorf wants to to make it a profitable experience. And in some way, you have to make it both. Here's one thing that, real quick, and then we can go on to another down. The Cubs made it okay to to rebuild. They made it okay. But. They made it the, okay. But Ernie, the White the Sox but, have done it. But there's the It's but. time. The, but, but I think on. there's a window. And but, the Bulls need to get inside that window but right yes, now. Yeah, but Ernie, they, it, just, it goes back to what I was just saying. Theo and Jed had a, a blueprint of they've done this before. Yeah, well. So so people, even though it was hard people to trust what they were doing, it, it made it easier for people to trust them because they've actually seen it before. They've done this somewhere else. So guess what? We're, we're, we'll be good. And we're gotta, we got to trust in them. I, I don't see that same trust 
in that front office with the Bulls. I don't see right. it. I got something, and we could throw, I could say this, and and people can answer this on Facebook or, t- or tweet it in. What's the what is the last NBA team that totally rebuilt top to bottom and became good again? I can't. I'm just sitting here thinking off the top of my head. I can't think of an NBA team that stripped it that's, to the to the studs and and started over. That's the so, scary part, right? So that's the scary part for the Bulls. They're like this. Maybe hasn't been done often. I mean, there's been teams trying to rebuild forever. The New Jersey Nets. I mean, like how they've been rebuilding for the last 20 years, and they get a couple pieces here, a couple pieces there. So maybe you're right in the in the sense that there is no there's no blueprint because the old teams, like the old Celtics, and I'm an older dude. The old they never rebuilt. They always managed to go out and finagle their way into getting a stud draft pick. Somehow, Red Auerbach was drafting people before they were even out of college. You know, that was they stopped that, obviously. He drafted Larry Bird when he was a junior. You're like, yeah, I'm going to get this guy now. You know, and that's, that's phenomenal. But nowadays, you can't do that, obviously. So how, how, does it, how do you rebuild in the NBA? So answer, answer that for me, people. How do you rebuild in the NBA? And what was the last NBA team that was stripped of the studs and rebuilt and is now a legitimate team? And do you oh here's another one. Do you consider do you consider new teams, expansion teams almost like a rebuild? Um, but they get the they get the benefit of a of a draft. They get to take a player from every team. So they can't be considered a complete rebuild because they're gaining, they're receiving players to start. So like, you know, they're they they have a stash already. I don't know. I can't I, I can't think of a team that had to strip all the way down and then built it back up to and I don't trust a playoff this team. team or a championship team. I don't trust the, I don't trust Gar Packs. I don't trust this team to be able to rebuild. So that's it right there. That sucks. I've it comes down to that, it. That sucks. I've answered my own question. Like I <laughs> I wanted it you, to happen and I've just talked myself out of it and made a point for the Bulls why they shouldn't do it because they can't. <laughs> it's crazy to think about. All right, man, let's get to the next thing. Second down. Let's talk some baseball. Um, I feel like sometimes on the podcast we focus so much about football, basketball, that we forget about baseball. We got two baseball teams here in Chicago, one that just won a World Series and another one that is rebuilding like we were talking about with the Chicago Bulls in in the last down. And I think we'll start with the south side. Um, You got a south side fan in – my man Ernie Scatton, North Side guy in Jarrett. So it, 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 this is always a great discussion, but we're going to keep it honest here. And I think the biggest thing that it's been in the news is Yoan Mankata and what he's been doing, just raking. I'm Monster. talking about raking over the last 16 games. He's hitting 385. And you look at his slash lines, it's. It's pretty crazy of what he's doing up at the plate and what he's doing being able to steal bases. I mean, he we talked about this. We said that what he needed to be for the White Sox is what everybody was hoping for when Chris Bryant was making his way up as well and what he now means to the Chicago Cubs is what Mankata's got to be for the White Sox. Absolutely. And, and, and that, that's Absolutely. what they're hoping. Like, it, it, it's that or bust. Yeah. Like he, Early returns are looking very and, and, good. And it looks very, very good. But with, with May 14th approaching the, the day which the team wouldn't surrender a year of service time by promoting him, it's coming up quick. Why would and, they? And a lot of people are asking, what do you do? Like, do you, do you just do you bring him up? No. And hey, but but listen, it's crazy though. 
Just listen to what Rick Hahn had to say. In terms of his time horizon, the good ones have a way of sort of forcing the issue. It's easy to lose sight of the fact that he's 22 years old. He's got like 200 plate appearances above A-ball at this right. point. He does have that you know, special star caliber makeup where he is willing to pay the price to be great. And the tools are obviously off the chart. Everyone sees those when you get a limited exposure to them. But seeing him on a daily basis, you get to appreciate how special of an individual he is as well. Uh, but at this point, there's still some development left in this player, obviously. He's extremely young and have had success already at the higher levels, but he's not a finished product. You heard it. It's more about the future. They're Absolutely. thinking about the future. And I think you have to think long-term. Why bring a guy up right now? I know he's hot right now, and I know he's, he's, he's hitting that. He's, he's on that incline. It is but, also but, but, only AAA. But hold up. Listen to this. If you bring him up and you start winning more games, that's going to derail what you're actually trying to do. You, you, this team doesn't need to – this team can't a, it, win it, more games. They, right. they, they, they need to there's – a, There's a thin line that they have to walk right now. Exactly. And they have to think of the future as well as, as think of this, this, this young player. He's only 21. You have to think of his progression and not hurting him. Before you bring, I think there's no reason to rush it. The Cubs did it with Brian. There's no reason to rush it. Why would I bring him up before the 14th? This isn't a team that's a player or two away from winning. No. We're not winning anything now. So why would I bring him up before the 14th? That makes no sense. I mean, it would be different if you are a team like the maybe the Cubs who need that punch right now. But even them, there's no. You can wait another month. You can wait. Yeah. It's, it's a month. It's a month away. You can wait a month. And I don't. I, I do not believe, listening to Rick Hahn and, and other things that I've been reading and, and seeing, I don't believe they're bringing him up then. Maybe he gets to September or maybe before then. Somebody gets hurt. If you take a, a some, you know, if um if there's an injury, something along those lines, and he just continues to, to mash down there, all right. But why rush what doesn't need to be rushed? Now, the question you have to ask is, is Moncada, like Chris Bryant, is he going to complain about being kept down there? And is he going to say he's ready? Because uh, you remember, Bryant complained. Yeah, and Bryant said he was ready. I, I, it's And boy, was he. <laughs> yeah, boy, was he. I mean, we start to look at, you know, kind of what came after all that. I mean, it's – you hope you hope that a guy – and when you're you're putting your faith in and in, in all your hope into what a guy can be, because when you talk about prospects, you just never know. Right. You never know if they're going to hit or not. You don't – you have no clue. The Cubs – Yes, great scouting, but luck. Phenomenal. They haven't made a mistake a, but, yet. But listen, a lot of luck. Yeah, ton of luck. But every one I don't of the people. Brett Anderson. Came up with. I don't know, man. I, that he had issues with the back. And All right, so he's the only seeing, one. I'm just saying that's just that's I gotta your, keep that, it. I gotta keep it crib. One out of one out of eighteen. I'm just keeping like, it crib. Na, no, na, I'm, name I'm another saying, one that's come up in the no, last not, two years for the no, Cubs no, that I'm didn't saying, smash. No, I'm just talking about in that they've actually made mistakes and whether that is picking up guys and bringing them on. Yeah, you look at just the what they what guys have done coming up. Yeah, they've they've hit, but guys that you know, Brett Anderson came over, and they were hoping that he was going to be a guy that could be strong in this rotation. And we've, wow. I think that I think that experiment is over. <laughs> and talking about an experiment, and a lot of people are talking about this as well because Jake Arrieta is not look like himself. Uh, the velocity is just not there, like we're used to seeing, accustomed to seeing, and. Listen, I, I, I a got, 5.35 ERA, right? Right now, after that big loss to the Rockies on Tuesday, it, things it's a contract year for him. 
there was a lot of talk, and I I don't care. People want to say that you don't think about it, and I heard him talking about it at the beginning of the season about how he was thinking about handling this year with his contract up. I would prefer to not have a lot of open dialogue about it uh, during the season because I just think it adds distractions to some teammates or um, the city of Chicago in general. I think that um, we just need to worry about winning games. Uh, the financial stuff, I just feel like it takes away from what we're trying to do as a team, and I don't, I don't necessarily like that. You could tell me all day that you're not going to think about it. Just you know, it's I got to come in and, and be a businessman and come to work every single day. I think that's what he's trying to do, but you can't tell me that things aren't meddling around in his head about his future and the money that's out there. When we're talking about baseball, Ernie, we're talking oh, about yeah. a lot of money. I have I have two names, and at first people are going to be like, Ernie's crazy. I have two names that you can. Kind of put Arietta in that box. Ready for this? Esteban Loaiza and Jose Contreras. At at one time for the Sox, both of those pitchers were like the best pitcher in baseball. Contreras went for a year and a half where he was untouchable. He was the greatest thing ever. And then it's like they caught up or his window was closed. Maybe Arietta's window's closed. Same thing with Esteban Loaiza. He went through a year where he was lights out. Lights out. And I know it went two years, three years for Arietta, But what was Arietta before he before that? He wasn't. Right. I know. He, so he, he got into this window where he was phenomenal. Now he's back, maybe, possibly. Now he's back to what he was. And he's he's used his window of opportunity up. I just don't think we'll see that Jake Arietta from two years ago ever again. Now how can you? I mean. I, I, just, I, don't, I don't think we'll ever see that. But if you could be somewhere in the middle Right, somewhere right. In he the can't middle? be this bad. No, he, he'll never be that guy. That was that was a stretch of baseball that it unreal. Was cra- it was it unreal. Was, it was crazy. It, it may have been some of the best that you've ever seen in your life. Yes. There's no way he gets back to that level. What you want is that level, right? The step right below it. The wrong right below. You're not at the top of the ladder, but you, you know you're two, three down. You don't want to be down where he is now. And seven, eight, nine, ten rungs down. And I, I don't. I think it's a little bit too early for. Cubs fans and people to be worrying. It's still, I think, no, 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 no. Listen, I didn't say back-to-back World Series championships. I I just, I listen, I know how hard it is in the game of football to be able to get back to a championship, let alone with the games that you have to play in baseball. But it's tough. You know what happens, and you the the ebb and flows of a season, right? Of ups and downs that you go through. We saw that. We saw that last year with this Cubs team. Like right before the All Star break, they went through this slump and then they came out of it. So I always think that, especially early on, until you start getting to that second half after the All Star break, and then you can kind of see where a team right. is and hopefully right. that they're you know picking up the steam where they need to at that time. But I think it's still too early. But starting pitching, you you can't you can't. I was going to say that. that is that was the question mark that we all had. There was two question marks that Cubs fans always talked about, whether it was on Twitter or whether it was on wherever conversations, message boards. It was was Jason Hayward going to be able to come back and have a bounce back season? And the other big question was the starting pitching. Were guys like Kyle Hendricks going to be able to duplicate what they did last year? Were we going to see a guy like Jake Arrieta take his game back to two years ago? And we're going to see uh, Lackey, and he's getting older every single year. Was he going to be able to keep up the pace? Starting pitching is everything. You could talk about all this other stuff, but this team's not playing defense like we're accustomed to seeing, and starting pitching is not where we're accustomed to seeing, I think, Cubs fans from last season. And it just is what it is. So, and, and that's what, and that's where you come to a point where you start to see 
how valuable it truly is and how dominant you have it's to be invaluable. in your starting rotation. Here's the thing. It, and you can't tax your bullpen like that, dude. They're, they're, that, that's what's happening. These starters aren't going long innings. They're not going seven innings. Nah. They're having short outings. Five and a half, six. Yeah, you can't do that. Here's the thing. Um, the White Sox, when they won in 05, it was the perfect storm. They led wire to wire. Everything yeah. clicked. It just clicked. But what was, what was the key? It was their pitching. Mm-hmm. In the, in the playoffs, they had four complete games in a row. I mean, like, what? They, it, everything clicked, but it was the pitching. So, yes, the Cubs have phenomenal scouting. They have great position players. Everyone's clicking. But if they can't pitch, they're not going to score eight, nine runs a game. They're just not. It's not going to well, happen on, in baseball. On the nights that they don't, they're going to need. Right. They, they need that yeah. pitching. And if you're taxing your bullpen, the one thing that the White Sox, and I'm not comparing these two teams, please don't jump out of your skin, but the White Sox have a really good bullpen right now. They have. They went out and they made it. Maybe they, they did it backwards and they, they got the bullpen not starting pitching because now we actually need some stuff. But they're, they're okay. But I, I think you have to realize that that pitching is monstrous. And Kyle Hendricks will probably never have a year like he had again. They they anointed him the new Greg Maddox already, and uh, you know that they now that people know about you and they realize what you are now they can prepare for you. Was it was it the fact that Kyle Hendricks is in his you know third year? I think it was yesterday or, or last year or whatever year it was. Was it the fact that they weren't used to him and they hadn't seen him? Now that they know and they've got tape on him, they can watch him, they can see it, and they can sit on that eighty nine mile an hour fastball, whatever it is, and drive that thing so far. It's just the Cubs have to deal with that pitching. And I, and here's another thing. They went out last year, and they rented Aroldis Chapman, which I didn't even thought they needed. They rented Aroldis Chapman for possibly their best prospect. And the Yankees pulled the biggest move. In the, they, they, it was a bigger move than what the 49ers did to the Bears. The Yankees probably went to Aroldis like, look, just, just go on over to the Cubs, win, win yourself a ring, and come on back. Because that's what he did. He went over, got them a stud shortstop, and then won a ring and came back. That's what he did. It, that, Wade, that's, but listen, Wade Davis has been pretty nice pickup to yeah. be that closer. He's, I mean, that's that's the. It comes down to starting pitching, Ernie. Yeah, and, it does. And you, and you know, if you're going to have a chance to be able to do that, because the nights where the bats aren't popping like they're like, you got to be able to throw a guy out there that's going to give up two runs. You have to, and so that's just where I'm at. Hey, always good to talk some baseball, but it's time to jump on to the next down, man. Let's keep it moving. Third down. Let's just talk some football real quick. Talk about the Bears. We talked about it last week, Earn, just about the draft and how things are moving for this Bears organization as, you know, they are truly trying to rebuild as well and add some pieces here and there through free agency. After you had a time to kind of just think about the draft and think about everything that we talked about last week and with the conversations that we had with the listeners who listened to Down the Distance, are you still feeling the same way? Are you okay with – I'm with, better. You're better? I'm better. I mean, I am. After, you know, watching as much stuff as I have on Shaheen and listening to him and I still – it's just that I guess you get that – when you go to a draft, you always want that big split. You just want – you know, you 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 want the what everyone – What's famous then? What, what's hot? And the hot thing was to go get the defensive back. The hot thing was to do all that. That, that was the hot thing. So, yeah, I've walked myself back off that ledge, and I've kind of thrown the ball, I guess, back in Ryan Pace's court, the Bears' court, and this is what you've done. Now let's see what you do with it. You know, now now you need to 
take these because you're not getting these guys this year. Well, you get Shaheen, but and you'll get um you'll get uh, Cohen too. He'll probably play. Co- well, then and, actually, and you'll, and you'll, and you'll get uh, Eddie. Um, uh, uh, what's the Jackson? Jackson. You'll get Eddie Jackson as well. So actually, you will get these guys. Here's you know, did you evaluate well? And I've I've said it for years. The Bears' talent evaluators were never very good. After after you know the early success that we had in the eighties and the early nineties, we were pretty bad for a while. And yeah. hopefully, you know, Ryan Pace is, uh, has taken that next step. I, this is how I feel. I I've been cool with. I've been cool with everything. You know, I, I I've been a part of the Ryan Pace bandwagon and trust in him, and uh, I wanted to kind of give give it some time to kind of watch how it all plays out. And it keeps going back to the same thing that I always tell people is that when I think of Ryan Pace, I think of not drafting quarterbacks in his first two drafts, and he had to do it in his third draft. After saying that, he was going to always draft a quarterback. Because people were – fans were at his back. I think uh, people higher than him were at his back and on his neck to make it happen. And – I just knew it. I knew that they were going to do this. And Mitch Trubisky, all we can do is wait. All we can do is sit and wait and figure out what he can be down the line. And from some of the things that I've been hearing from people around, listen, they love love this dude. And they think that, that, listen, there's there's serious potential there for him to be that franchise quarterback that Bears fans have, have always hoped for. And I... To me, that gives me enough joy because, you know, for years growing up, Earn, I'm 36. I've been waiting. I remember. I'll never forget that moment in my car when I heard the news about Jay Cutler coming over from Denver. And I, I was, was like, so happy. Holy I was like, yeah, God, we're going to be great. Dude, we've never seen this before. Like, this has never happened. Like, oh, like. Hashtag championship. Yeah, right? Right? That's all I can think about. A young quarterback who just threw for 4,000 yards, a gunslinger. This guy's going to be great. And I remember Broncos fans at the time calling Chicago Radio like, man, you guys, you don't know what you've got. You're in trouble. Good luck. Have fun with this guy. That's, I mean, just over and over. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. You guys are just mad because we traded him. Have fun with the Kyle Orton. Yeah, whatever. And God, were those... Broncos fans, correct. And I actually like Jay Cutler. I'm not a Jay Cutler to try. I'm not one of the haters. I'm I like Jay Cutler. Never. I know him personally as well, and he's not that bad of a guy. I, I, But I like Jay I, Cutler. I didn't mind him on the field. I always said if you could find me somebody that's going to be better than him, I'm all for getting him. But yeah, you had what you had. Hey, and now we get a chance to be able to hear him in the booth talking eh? football. I am so intrigued to hear what, he what Jay Cutler has to say about other quarterbacks. I like, I can't wait Filter for off. that preseason game against the Titans. Like, I'm super jacked to hear him talk because this gives him an opportunity. And the reason why is because people in Chicago, because of his personality, he's not a big talker. That's not him. He's not in front of the media. He didn't. You didn't. You didn't hear him like you hear other people in, in at celebrities and athletes here in Chicago. Right. This is going to give fans and Bears fans an opportunity to kind of hear what he has to say about the game of football. Like stuff that he probably used to talk about inside of meetings. Now we're going to get a chance to hear him break down other quarterbacks when he's probably one of the most scrutinized and broke down quarterbacks in the history of the game. People are trying to figure him out because all the potential. 
I'm this is where's my popcorn? Yeah. I can't wait for I can't wait for that moment when he says something and everyone's just quiet for like that that pregnant pause of ten seconds. Pregnant pause? And then they talk and it's like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, he just, yeah, he did just why, say that. He, why a pregnant pause? You know, that, that's what they call the pregnant pause when everyone gets quiet. Like, that's the pregnant pause. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's called a pregnant pause. I've never heard I guess that. I have no idea why it's called a pregnant pause. We've got to figure that out. But, you know, it's cool. When you just stop, like, yeah, pregnant like pause. That. Now, I, now I get you. Because was that when, like, the water breaks or something? Ooh, maybe, hey, pregnant pause with the water breaks. Yes, <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. Well, we'll have to see just... A lot of Bears talk coming up in the next couple of weeks, so always keep it locked in here to Down and Distance at DAD Pod on Twitter as well. It's time to go to the next down. Fourth down. Final down here on Down and Distance. Ernie Scatton has no clue where I'm going right now with this. <laughs> None. He has no clue. It is it's going to shock him. I'm going to put him out there. Cycling? On front no, I'm going to put you out on front street right now. Lacrosse. No, we're not even talking sports. Oh. It has nothing oh. to do with sports. <laughs> But you've done a really, really, really good job at staying away from all the sugars. <laughs> you've been drinking a lot of water. I've seen you with fruit, and you've been doing a great job. You, I'm telling you, I want to tell you, I, I love seeing you with a bottle of water, walking around. The biggest thing, though, the biggest thing I got to get you doing, got to get you out there. I need to get you in the gym with me. I need you to get you on that hill, running. Like I need you to do. Listen, if 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 I listen, if I can't motivate you, listen. If I can't motivate you, I know this will motivate you. Would you talk about how you go about conditioning yourself in the off season? What do you do to stay in shape? I can explain it in one word, but then you, I know what you're gonna ask me. Then you're gonna ask me to explain it more. What I try to do is I try to kill myself. What do you mean? I work. Work myself out to the extent where I, when I'm through, I can't walk. If that doesn't motivate you, Ernie Scatton, kill myself. I, I, I don't know. Here's what. what's going to motivate me. My daughter's going to motivate me. She wants to be the best softball player she can be at a stud school, Oak Park River Forest High School. That's right. Last year's state champion is going to do it again this year. What? If she she wants to play, and she wants to play varsity, and this school is so stacked with talent and with kids, it's going to be tough for her next year as a sophomore to play varsity. But if I can go out there. And if we can make her the type of athlete that she wants to be through her travel season, which is coming up in a couple of weeks, and, and we really start running and eating better. She's been on the sugar thing with me, so it's not just been me, and I'm actually doing it because she wanted to do it. So it's been both of us, and we've been doing really well. I'm not going to lie, occasional piece of candy here or there, but um, we've been doing really well, and now we're going to take it to the next step where we're going to start working on our bodies, and I'm going to run a little with her and try and do some push-up sit-ups and, and, and get rid of this fat. I mean, you still look good, though. Nah, I'll tell you that. You still look good. I mean, you look great, and I love I love seeing you, you know, pursue those dreams and not just doing it for yourself, doing it for your daughter. Listen, I told nah. you before, you're the man of the household. Everybody follows what you do, man. And I love the fact that you're, you're, you're an honest man, you're a God-fearing man, and that's what's so great is that you have the ability. I don't think you even know this of how powerful the ability of you to be able to lead people, man. It, it, it's it's that time. So I put you out there on Front Street so all of our yeah, listeners know what you said you were going to do. And now we have it on tape. And if my dad can't motivate you, bro, yeah. 
I don't know what is going to motivate you. I don't know who can. Everyone out there, you heard that, man. Tries to kill himself. You got to do it. I mean, it makes me understand that I can keep doing more. Like, there's more that I could do. Like, I'm not going to stop. You can't stop. Makes you realize how little. It actually made me realize how little I'm doing. Well, hey, there's probably people out there listening to the podcast that are in the same boat. So our job is to be able to not just, you know. Let's get healthy, people. Let's do it. It's Listen, skinny summer, baby. Maybe there's something we could do with the podcast. We're losing weight or something. Some little contest or something. Something along those lines. Maybe not a contest or I don't know. Something. But there, there's got to be something that we could do as, as a unit that we could all have some sort of good contest yeah, that, like that we, just, we could all get healthier. Let's do it. I'll figure it out. I'll come up with an idea. Let's got. I'm in. Let's let's do some weight loss. Something. Let's let's do something, man. I I'm in. All right, man. Well, uh, y'all heard it here first. Jared Payton, Ernie Scatton, down the distance. Dad Pot on Twitter. My man at Shy Voice Man on Twitter. I'm at Payton Sun. P A Y T O N S U N. Have a great rest of your week, ladies and gentlemen. Tune in next week. We'll probably be Bears heavy for WGNRadio.com. Ernie Scatton. Down a distance, we were here, now we're gone. Peace, everybody.